0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bucklew. So tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Um, and, uh, I'm just super excited. I'm, I think a lot of people have said that 2020 has been a horrible year for them, but I got to say this, that 2020 has been, like I said before, the best year for me so far. I don't know for you guys, but I'm sorry. It's been a great year. I know it's been tough. It's been difficult, but one, the Lord blessed me and Richard to get married. Second of all, uh, the Lord, uh, provided a way for Richard to, Find relief to feel uh, way better. Mm-hmm. Um, he is doing so much better with his health. Uh, praise the Lord! And third, we were able to start this project of ordinary people with extraordinary lives. It's been a wonderful experience. Just looking back at the beginning, where we were just doing a series of live videos, and uh, some of two of my guests from today, they did their testimony. They shared their testimony on a live video on Instagram, and I'm so so. Thankful to the Lord for all of the people who have come into this podcast and share their testimony. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to those of you who have returned and uh, especially our dear brothers uh, who have returned to share uh, messages during the season, during Thanksgiving week and then on Christmas week. Thank you to Ty Nickelberry for sharing a Christmas uh, message. And also on Thanksgiving Day, we had uh, Esteban, we had... Uh, isabel lebron i mean it's just been such a blessing to have everyone supporting us in such a way and i am also very thankful for my two dear friends who are joining us on this day and uh this is uh this episode is 2020 table talk so it's 2020 table talk and as you can see some of us have our tea here we're just we're just trying to reflect on this year, 2020, and just look forward to 2021. And well, and on that note, please help me welcome my dear friends, Erica Seibert and Rhiannon Telps. <laughs> thank you, ladies, for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you also for uh, sharing your testimony uh, during the podcast. At the very beginning, we split the uh Serious series into two seasons so we have season one and you guys were at the very beginning season one so yeah it's really wonderful I just I'm very excited and looking forward to hear how the Lord has been working in both of your lives and just to share a little bit what about what 2020 has been for both of you but um so that we can kind of remember a little bit of your stories and who you are so I'm gonna start with Erica if you can just you know introduce yourself and just uh, remind us a little bit about your testimony.
2: Yeah. Sure. It was um, great to see how, how much progress you guys have made from doing our testimony on Instagram to having a studio here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: in a studio, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, so I'm in a studio with um, cameras and um, and everything. Um, it's neat to see that. Thank you. Well, I, I grew up in a Catholic home, not a Christian home, here in San Fernando Valley. Um, so locally, my family um, went to church nominally um, and would recite prayers, mostly when you know stuff, bad stuff was happening, like the Northridge earthquake
1: mm-hmm. and
2: whatnot. So that was my background growing up. Um, then in high school, um, when I was going through sort of a rebellious phase and um, not really caring about school, more wanting to hang out with friends and, and bad company. I remember I was waiting for a friend of mine um, in a residential area and I got sexually harassed by somebody and just ran to the nearest building, which was a church. I think I shared this in my testimony before how that was um, God planting the seeds um, from then on showing me that he's taking care of me. Mm -hmm. I remember singing songs of worship in the youth group, but not a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And um, I continued just to live the way that I was living for the world. In college, I ended up getting pregnant out of wedlock. By God's grace, um, didn't have an abortion, although the baby's dad was really pushing for that. And um, thankfully, through a Christian pregnancy center, I made the decision for life, and they planted the seeds of the gospel as well there. I wish I could say that the Lord saved me then, but he was working on my heart. And uh, when Noah, who, um, who was born in 2006, when he um, was two, and I was going through just a lot of really difficult circumstances um, with his, his dad, who didn't want, he had originally fled the country and didn't want anything to do with him, then came back and, and was just abusive. And um, it was a really difficult time for me, but God used that to draw me to himself. And um, through a relative who's a Christian, invited, who invited me to the harvest crusade. I heard the gospel, and it was like I had never heard it before. I realized that I'm a sinner, and that mm-hmm. I needed to mm-hmm. repent and turn away from the way that I was living. I had gone to church before, and it was just <clears throat> emotional, but not able to change. Mm-hmm. And at that point, through God's Spirit um, renewing me and giving me new birth, I was able to turn away mm-hmm. from that lifestyle and just want to be you know, all in for the Lord, want to share mm-hmm. what He had done with everybody. hmm and do evangelism, and just wanting to, to learn more about God's Word. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of how, how I came to faith.
0: Thank you, Erica, for sharing. I mm. will also like to hear a little bit, again, just to remind ourselves of so those who have not listened to your uh, testimony yet, mm. So just kind of like a recap of um, how the Lord brought you into salvation. Mm.
1: So I was born into a non-believing family. Um, and through uh, just the work of the gospel um, and just God's mercy. I was introduced to um, a friend who lived down the street from me, and she was a Mormon. Mm -hmm. So she introduced me to the Mormon church, and I became uh, a part of the Mormon church. I would go to church every Sunday, um, youth groups with them, um, early morning Bible studies, um, and in that time, because I didn't know the Lord at all, the Lord used that time to just um, plant just the the idea of who he was. Although it wasn't biblical, I'm grateful for that time and for the love of the Mormon church, but as time went on, I realized the heresy and the falseness of the church. I started going um when I was very young, uh, 18, got baptized, um, very shortly after I started questioning the Mormon church, mm-hmm. I moved up north, and my um, friend's wife shared the gospel with me. One night, she sat me down and just compared Mormonism mm-hmm. versus what the Bible actually said, mm-hmm. and you, it's black and white. It's it's, it's um, so many lies that I was fed. Um Very works based salvation. And um, I would like to say from that moment on, I was saved, but the Lord continued to do work. Mm -hmm. Um, Every step was a blessing. And so, uh, after about a year of just faithful brothers pouring into me, um, the Lord just opened my eyes and I realized that I was a sinner and I needed a savior. Um, So, I repented of my sin and asked Christ to save me in a way that only Christ can. And I was baptized. Um and uh was just so grateful for how the Lord had orchestrated it all, even through um, the falseness of the Mormon church. Um it was the start. It was a start to um this it was a start to the Savior and so mm-hmm. what better gift. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah no and I I am very grateful that the Lord has given me the opportunity has given me the opportunity to get to know you both um you are women who fear the Lord who love the Lord and I know that both of you have been through many different trials and mm-hmm. just to see you standing firm and strong in the faith that is an encouragement to any of us that you know that have gotten the chance to to know you and mm-hmm. yeah so I just I am looking forward to hear more about the work of the Lord during this year. As I mentioned at the beginning, I said that um, for a lot of people, 2020 has been difficult. A lot of people are definitely struggling. I don't know, for many people probably right now, they're fearful of a new year because last year probably we heard a lot of people saying 2020 is my year. The 2020 is that year. It's been that year. <laughs> yeah, right. And, um, and just, you know, it's very... Difficult sometimes because when we are like in the midst of the storm, it's so easy to take our eyes off of Jesus and focus mm-hmm. on the trials, focus on the problems, focus on uh, on the moment of what's happening. So I'm gonna start. Let's start again from this side now. <laughs> I'm gonna start with uh, with uh, Rianne and to just tell me a little bit about. Uh, let's start with the challenges. Some of the challenges mm-hmm. that 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 you faced throughout this, this year. Uh, tell tell us a little about um, some of the difficulties that you had to go through, and and then how you saw the Lord bringing you, bringing you through that, walking you through that. And
1: did you walk away? <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure not, right? So, what, tell me just a little bit about what happened
1: during this year for you. So i I was born with a disability called cerebral palsy, and mm-hmm. part of that disability, I'm very um, susceptible to getting sick. I have a very weak immune system. So when 2020 came around with COVID, um, I still live with my non-believing family. Um, There was a lot of worry about the virus Mm -hmm. and about when when our church had decided to open up and have people come back. I spent a lot of time in prayer Mm -hmm. um, knowing that I had to heed the commandment to be in church. I knew that um, I had to go back, but still living with my father, how do I do that in the most respectful way possible? There were some challenges. Um, Some uh, mistakes were made on my part, and praise the Lord that He convicted me of that and um, that my dad was so gracious to forgive me. Um, But it was such a learning period. And so, by God's grace, we reached an agreement that um, I could go to church on Sundays and um, every woman's grace on Wednesdays, and uh, but that I had to be respectful and wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, I was just um, in my sin thinking like, oh, this is just what the world thinks. And um, the world wants you to wear a mask. And it was my dear discipler, Isabel LeBron, who had told me, "No." you have to realize if you get sick, who's going to take care of you? So mm-hmm. said, my dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're putting your dad at risk then. So learning to look at it from a standpoint of dying to myself for the good of another person um, was such a testament of Christ and how Christ loves us, just that sacrificial love. So um, that was a rough patch. Um, but by God's grace, my dad never... It was never um, brought up that I couldn't live in his house and go to church. He's always say, I would never tell you not to go, but I just had to be respectful. And I'm so grateful that um, I can still live there and witness um, of the gospel and share um, the truth when the Lord allows me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that requires me to... Wear a mask in order to love him and be wise for my own health, and then mm-hmm. um, so be it. And so, it was um, that trial turned into a lesson, a lesson to kill my pride and to live for the honor of another person and to carry out that Christ likeness mm-hmm. um, and to be wise with my own health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so grateful for um, how the Lord use that to teach me um, more about himself and his character in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: and, and it's not like we are doing this, you know, rebelling against the government, mm-hmm. but we know that we're committed to worship the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for those of us, you know, we understand if someone is sick and, or ill and has like a, you know, an immune system that will get sick easily, we understand you know for certain conditions like that that's really fine but as believers we are committed to worship our savior Mm -hmm. and if the government tells us not to do that then that's when we cannot obey Mm -hmm. Uh, but thank you for sharing that and i know also that um your it it was this year also that your grandma passed away also right and Um, that was another thing for you guys
1: yeah so my grandmother um lived um a full, uh, by God's grace, a full 96 years mm-hmm. um, and was just such a wonderful testament of a woman who just works so hard and loves her family so much. She passed away back in August. By God's grace, she passed away peacefully, mm-hmm. um, surrounded by all of us, and um, I was able to share um, the gospel um, at her funeral, they, my dad and my uncles asked me to pick out Bible verses for that. And so I praise the Lord for that. Um, mm-hmm. But through the tears, the Lord just showed us um, a woman who was just strong mm-hmm. and courageous. And um, it was a rough time. But by God's grace, he's carried our family through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, death
0: is something that we know that it's, it will happen. It will come mm-hmm. for sure. We're not going to live forever. And I think this is, this will be a time that I saw that many people will be see like seeking some answers for their own life of mm-hmm. where am I going to go when I die? But yes, they have been people that they have drawn to the church, but it's like, you will be surprised how many are like living their life. It's still the same, not questioning their salvation, not questioning where they're going to go, you know, if mm-hmm. they die. Thank you for sharing that. And now I'm going to pass it on to Erica. So tell me a little bit about what 2020 brought for you.
2: Yes, the beginning of 2020 was challenging. And I had just published a book the end of 2019. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I was forced to um, relive grief again through that. And I think it really hit me. And I was struggling with it in, in the form of anxiety.
0: Mm
2: Hmm. some people have different ways that grief affects them for me I was I was feeling really anxious and fearful um just I mean I knew it was irrational Mm -hmm. and um I had this fear of of dying or leaving the boys as orphans and I knew there was nothing wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) like that I wouldn't die but it was just this fear um that would loom over me and I even struggled with thinking about, okay, I'm a Christian and I've been through, I've already been through my husband passing away Mm -hmm. and how can I struggle now with this, you know, really, um, and, and it was becoming to the point where I'd feel sick over it. And I was thankful for somebody, um, from the church that also had dealt with the same thing from losing a family member and and suffering through anxiety Mm -hmm. and talking through, um, what, um, helped her get through that and having the Lord and going back to his word. Um, I read a book on anxiety by John MacArthur, Anxious for Nothing, and it goes through all these verses from the Psalms, um, about just God's love and how he knows that we are but dust and he cares for us. And so just meditating on the attributes of God Mm -hmm. was something that the Lord used, um, greatly to, to draw, um, to draw out what i think i was struggling with just um even a wrong view of of god being afraid you know and in, in the bad sense of the way and just looking mm-hmm. at instead looking at god's compassion and mercy and grace his steadfast love mm-hmm. and and of course knowing god's faithfulness in the past how he's taken care of mm-hmm. he's taken care of us he's provided for us and the kids and so I know mm-hmm. that no matter what happens, he's going to continue that mm-hmm. and that all his plans are good. Mm-hmm. But I am thankful for God's timing in that, because um, if it would have happened during COVID, it would have been a lot worse. But thankfully, <laughs> by that time, um, the Lord had helped me to, um, to regain my strength. And um, you're talking about also what you went through. And just the timing, how Richard is feeling better, um, mm-hmm. thinking through you know, just God's timing of, of things that, that happened. I, maybe it prepared me for, for what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, part of, you know, the symptoms of COVID are like, you know, shortness of breath and chest pain. Part of that is just natural and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know how much it feeds into it, into it but mm-hmm. um, yeah, if that would have happened during COVID, I think I would have been like, thinking i had covid or you know. <laughs> and it was anxiety <laughs> yeah. yeah um but or just been more fearful and i did struggle with fear i think like everybody else at the beginning we didn't know what it was and how bad it could affect people or anybody mm-hmm. or, or whatever and um and just also having gone through every woman's grace studying mm-hmm. about submission to the government so starting to stay home and and you know be really cautious mm-hmm. and um and everything but um i was thankful that god um, placed someone in my life that started I started talking to me and, and helping me through some of those things yeah yeah and we'll
0: be get we're gonna get to those blessings also to this year and actually yeah i want to hear so definitely there are trials but then at the same time we need to think back but they're blessings even in those trials and that's what I would like us to kind of just focus and, um, you know, kind of talk about it. I know like for me, I, like I mentioned in the beginning, <laughs> I mean, it's been a lot of blessings, honestly, mm-hmm. after months of such a long trial. Uh, but even through that trial, just seeing the hand of God working and working in us and just bringing us closer to him, because in the end, you know, that's what really matters in my getting closer to God or am I just drawing away from the Lord mm. and just really seeing his faithfulness and just uh, surrounding us by so many friends and you guys you know mm. I mean I remember um uh Noah no Nathan. I'm, I'm always confusing them so Noah is the big one yes and Nathan is the yes it's him, Nathan mm. so Nathan um he did something so sweet for Richard when Richard was... I think it was the first time he was at the hospital. in the hospital. That he uh, did some drawings and, and a, a card for Richard. And it was just really sweet because I know that you guys have been, you know, him also. It's part of that trial. But to see how even at his young age that he wants to encourage a brother that he sees that he's suffering. Mm-hmm. And that to me, it was just so... The Lord, a reminder of the Lord's loving kindness to us, that through your child, He was just encouraging us, you know, and reminding us that He's still at work. Just seeing that, you know, richer, feeling so much better. You guys seen it? Have seen him? My family, it's like blown away. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, he looks so great!" Because he had lost a lot of weight. He wasn't able to eat, he wasn't able to sleep, and now he's eating so much, and you know, he's able to sleep and. And that is just the blessing. That's Mm -hmm. another blessing from the Lord that we were able to get married. We didn't even know if we were going to get married. We were able to go through the marriage and get married. And then when quarantine hits, then the podcast, you know, happens. And Mm -hmm. just being able to fellowship with everyone. We're being so blessed in the way that the Lord brought Andrea. Andrea has helped us so much, you know, through the podcast. And um, in the beginning, it was just me. You know, literally, it was just me, you know, just my phone <laughs> It made me one bright light in front of me, you know, so, uh, looking back at the graphics. <laughs> I always talk about the graphics, not that they're perfect now, but it's just like those little things of like, you know, how much the Lord has been teaching us through this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, never thought about a podcast. Andrew comes in, submits the, the, the live videos into a podcast. I'm like, what? We're going to be doing a podcast now? I didn't even think that was possible. I thought you had to pay money for that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like all those little things that I wasn't aware of, but the Lord just automatically brought Andrew into the game. And it's like, hey, I can do sound. I have a bunch of equipment that I got during quarantine. <laughs> so let's do it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I think the very first one was with Marco Bovino that that was the first time that we ever did like a whole setup. And um, now we're we're able to have people over for fellowship. So that's the the best part that you guys don't get to see <laughs> afterwards. So after we're done here, we're actually going to have dinner. <laughs> so after this, I make some dinner and we're going to enjoy it. And that's what I love. Also, just mm-hmm. that amazing blessing of fellowship with people to get to find out what's happening in their life after quarantine it's like we just distanced ourselves and we didn't mm-hmm. even know unless we went, went to facebook or instagram we, we wouldn't find out what was happening with people and not just to kind of hear how the lord continues to be at work you know continues working in their life that is a blessing for us too mm-hmm. and I just a fellowship, like I like I mentioned. I, we love fellowship, Richard and I. So. <laughs> so we love to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. And now I'm going to go with Erica. Some of those blessings from this year that uh, that you praise the Lord and you can count them.
2: Yeah, so um, as I think about the biggest blessing for this year um, has been how God brought somebody into my life um, that I've been dating now. It's been a little over five months well. Wow. And, um, it's just been such an, uh, an encouragement to, um, to spend a- time together, get to know each other and just be, um, his love of Christ displayed, um, in just tangible ways, loving the boys and, um, mm-hmm. and having a- having a good time together during mm-hmm. this crazy season yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of not being able to do a whole lot when we first started talking, it was when COVID started and, um, it's been neat getting to know each other. And, um, I started going to his church actually when COVID started and our church was closed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they, they had opened and, um, been going there with the boys and, um, it's been a blessing to do that. And we've been talking about marriage. So, um, excited about what God, God's going to do in 2021.
0: That's true. Yeah. Just the Lord is in control. Yes. The Lord is still on the throne. And I think um, that you mentioned also uh, before that you wrote a book and the, here is where you share your journey, your husband, your um, husband who passed away. And I think you mentioned it also, you you did. So she mentions in her testimony when she shares about that journey also of losing her husband and then left with two boys, and I want to ask you a question. You feel free to answer or or not. You can okay. choose, but I I do want to ask because I know that a lot of women out there might have that question. Were you fearful of, because you probably had the desire to to have a partner once your you know your your husband passed away? Did you ever fear about not being able to find a mate because I'm a widow or, and I have two kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a very real um, fear or, or what you'd say concern, especially as a single mom and, and a Christian, I think you realize just how much children need both a mom and a dad, how mm-hmm. that was God's ideal design mm-hmm. but also i think god had to get me to a point where i had to be content no matter what knowing that he's going to get me through and that he is you know the mm-hmm. father for the fatherless
1: mm-hmm. and
2: um and that he is you know near to the brokenhearted and he's close to to those and it, it it's been something that i've gone through before because when god saved me i was a single mom and i know that god used that time to really have me depend on him mm-hmm. all the more um i've I definitely wouldn't you know, wish that on anybody to mm-hmm. end up being a single mom or losing their husband mm-hmm. because it's it's tremendously difficult. And I can see already just from dating and, and having somebody there to help um, get us to church on time and things like that, just how <laughs> much of a help it is. Yeah. And he comes over and picks us up and, and picks up some of the stuff that we're supposed to take and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think... I think in that, in whatever situation, we can draw strength from the Lord and Mm -hmm. having to trust Him with whatever we have. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, and even for people who are married. Mm -hmm. As I found out, you know, that can be taken Mm -hmm. also. So Mm -hmm. we just really have to, wherever we are, know that God's with us.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen.
2: Yeah, and that He's still in control, no matter...
0: Like, that doesn't determine whether God is in control. Our circumstances do not determine whether God is in control. He's still in control, even in those uh, circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pass it out to Rhiannon. I would love Mm -hmm. to hear some of those blessings that um, you can think back on 2020.
1: So this year, uh, by God's grace, I got accepted to um, CSUN. Mm -hmm. um, And... I decided going in that I was not going to have a filter when it came to the gospel. Mm It's, it's a, it's a liberal um, college, but I uh, wanted to be faithful with Mm -hmm. where the Lord had me. So by God's grace, I pretty much all my professors knew that I was a believer. Mm -hmm. Um, The first week of class we're asked to introduce ourselves and, I was like, my name is Rhiannon, and I'm a Christian. I, I I basically started off every single class with that. When questions were asked, um where the gospel could fit into, I didn't. Um there was a moment where I was like, they are gonna kick me out of season. <laughs> um because I like I continued respectfully. I realized that I am in my professor's class, I'm to submit to them. But I'm not going to lie. Like, Mm -hmm. if you ask me who I am, Christ, by God's grace alone, this is who I am. I pushed a few buttons. And
0: were you? Wait, Rhiannon?
1: Yeah. Rhiannon? No.
0: Wait, so what do you mean you pushed some buttons? Why? (laughs) So
1: um, I've been given assignments uh, where I've had to, uh, like, I can think. I had to, for my English class, we had to look into legal cases of um, Christian bakers versus gay couples. And we had to work through that process, looking at those legal cases. And the professor wanted to know our point of view. So I wrote an entire paper. The very first word on that paper was, the world hates Christians. (laughs) And I went from there. And by God's grace, I got an A on it. Um, Wow. I I think going into new semesters, I'm always haunted with this idea of I have to fit this mold, or I have to get class, I have to fall in line with this liberal college and have my classmates um, be on agreement with them. But I decided that I wasn't going to do that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I played that game in community college and um, just realized that I wasn't being true. First and foremost to the Lord, but I wasn't being true to who I was. I would continually hide it. So questions like that. And um, my, uh, one of my teaching classes, I was asked, um, what's your favorite holiday? I went full on Easter and well, Christ. She was just like, and oh, I'm like, you I to shared, the I, have the I shared <laughs> the story of, of um, just the resurrection and that mm-hmm. I'm a sinner. God is the Savior. Um, and he died and rose again. Mm-hmm. Um, and how glorious and how grateful I am for the truth of the gospel. I took this time going to see CSUN as just to be a platform to share the gospel. Um, I haven't been able to go to out to evangelize with the church because of COVID, so I treated this as like, okay, Lord, you're giving me another avenue. So it's been a blessing to, sh- to share the gospel. Um, and yeah, a few people have taken aback, but I always do it in love. I always remind myself, like I am to be respectful, but, but if you're going to ask me, like, I'm not going to lie. Um, so by God's grace and God's grace alone, I've been able to share that whether it's making a difference. I I don't know, but I know that I have to be truthful. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know who I am, I am a sinner Mm -hmm. saved only by God's grace and God's grace alone. And I'm so grateful for just how he transforms us and mm-hmm. how he doesn't leave us to ourselves. And so many, we're, so I think I see it so much in the college. There's this running theme of, oh, be true to yourself and you mm. can make yourself happy. And gosh, it's a lie that the world has told us. Um, mm. It's only God can save us from ourselves. and mm. It's for his glory and our good. And so come the semester starts again in January and I'm ready to do it all again. She's (laughs) like, I'm ready for 2021 (laughs)
0: for a new semester. (laughs) But you know, I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that you're seeing this as a mission field. I think it was Erica who mentioned about every every woman's grace. And Mm -hmm. we we've been we have been going through the book of Acts and if we look at Peter and if we look at Paul, how they have been boldly sharing the gospel, how they confront the Jews and Gentiles. They are preaching Christ and they're mm. and they're confronting them. You, you, you know Jesus? Jesus Christ, the one that you crucified, mm. right? And then, but God, you know, but God raised him up again. So there is always that bad news for all of us that we are sinners. We need Christ. And then there's the good news that the Lord is willing to, to save us, to forgive us. So now to in conclusion, I would like to I'm going to start again from Erica and then here and then we're going to get back here. So we're going to start with Erica. Like I mentioned, for a lot of people, maybe for many of us, we're looking forward to 2021. But there might be people out there who are fearful of 2021 because they remember last year when they said 2020 is going to be my year. And then this happened. But for us as Christians, we know who our hope is and we know it, and who our eyes should be. on. So Erica, I'm going to start with you. So why shouldn't we be fearful about 2021 or even the rest of whatever is left of this year?
2: The first thing that uh, comes to mind is Romans 8:28. We know that mm-hmm. God works all things out for good for those who love him. God definitely used that in 2020 in my life. To remember that and really meditate on that truth that God is using all of this. Being stuck at home was used for good. And I can see some of those ways, like the kids being stuck together, having to learn how to get along better and just spending more time not being so busy and always, you know, running out doing this or that, even though maybe it wasn't our favorite thing to be stuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but. God is working everything out for good and there's ways that we can be witnesses like and shared mm-hmm. about sharing the gospel <laughs> virtually yeah, at CSUN. Mm-hmm. and and so we can trust in God's past faithfulness and how we don't know exactly how that might look like mm-hmm. but how he's going to work things out for good and mm-hmm. we just need to draw close to him and think about who he is instead of think about the situation or the circumstances around us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen.
2: And that's you're next,
1: Brandon. Sure. Mm-hmm. I just think about um, what fear can't add anything mm-hmm. to, to anything. Mm-hmm. The Bible says um, worry about today for tomorrow mm-hmm. has its own worries. And mm-hmm. that verse has carried me through so much. I, by God's grace, uh, just think of one thing every day that I can be thankful for, Um and realize that just fear is a domino effect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, the only rightful thing that deserves fear is not knowing the Lord mm-hmm. and the possibility of being separated from the Lord uh, through not believing in Him. And by God's grace, I I do believe in Him. So what do I have to be afraid of, mm-hmm. man? Like what can the Bible says? Like what can man do to you? Mm-hmm. They're man. I um, look forward to twenty another year in the Lord, 2021, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just being faithful um, to the Lord and using this special opportunity that the Lord has given us where the world is overtaken by fear. Well, mm-hmm. let's use that to preach the gospel. So it's a special time and may we not but it be a waste. Mm -hmm. Maybe be faithful to the Lord and um, preach of the good news of the gospel.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you ladies for just sharing this and opening your hearts and um, sharing also what what you're looking forward to. And thank you for coming back again. (laughs) I, I hope that I can continue bringing you guys back because I really enjoy just having all of you and talking to you guys. So yeah. And friends, thank you for watching and thank you for listening uh, to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Life. It definitely has been an extraordinary year for um, all of us. And we're just so grateful for all of you for the support and the love. Um, Just uh, on a quick note, I I was so encouraged this year. I think it was like maybe two weeks ago. uh, We got an email uh, from a young man and he said that, he came across Jose Rosales' testimony on YouTube. Um, I don't know the young man. I don't know who he is. And I was so encouraged to hear how he was able to connect with Jose's story. And he mm-hmm. was eager to get to know him, to meet him, to talk to him, because he felt that they connected. Well, my friend who is here now joining us, Anaheed, <laughs> I will hear the the whole story from Jose very soon, Lord willing. Looking forward to it. But my dear friend, Anahe, she gave she gave me a little... A glimpse of it, of what happened. So the other day, uh, Jose and Anaheim, I believe, they were talking on campus at Grace Community Church, and all of a sudden they hear this voice Jose Rosales, Jose Rosales. And it was a young man. The young man came to Grace Community Church, uh, was able to meet with Jose. And this is the goal of this podcast. Mm -hmm. The goal is to exalt Christ, to make Christ known through our stories of salvation to to the account of our salvation, how we were once God's enemy, but yet Christ gave his life for us. Mm-hmm. And that is the greatest gift that each one of us here in this in this room, mm-hmm. there are many others behind the scenes right now, that we can say that Christ is the best gift that you could ever receive. Mm-hmm. Because if we were to die tomorrow, we know where we're going. We're going to be in heaven glorifying, singing praises Hallelujah. to the Lord. <laughs> and that is a time that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. I look forward to when I can see my Savior face to face, you know, and mm-hmm. hopefully, maybe we will hear, you know, those words, Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. That's our goal to be able to hear that. So I'm very grateful that the Lord gives us these, this opportunity. I know this year it's not over yet for ordinary people with extraordinary lives. Tomorrow, we will have Jose Rosales, <laughs> actually. Uh, he will bring a short message for all of us, reflecting on 2020 and looking forward to 2021. I know this will be a blessing to all of us. And just thank you so much again, guys. And I just hope that you guys can join us next year because we have some exciting news for you guys we are currently working on a new project with an ordinary people with extraordinary lives and we will be releasing the surprise project on january 1st and we'll be doing a giveaway along with that releasing of the new project everyone is looking at me like what is it And yeah, so that's how she, you should be looking at me. So when we post on social media, what we would like to hear is what you're thinking. And I want to hear from you ladies. I want you ladies to go on the post when we post it on social media and tell us what you think it might be, this new project. What do you think the new project is? What is the new project that ordinary people with extraordinary lives will be releasing? It's a surprise and it's coming out, well, we will be telling you what it is on January 1st. So be on the lookout for that. So we will have a giveaway. It's going to be a book by Spurgeon. So we will be posting that more details on January 1st. Yeah. So thank you so much again, guys. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2021. And <laughs> Happy New Year to you, ladies too. Happy
1: New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well. <laughs>
0: Happy New Year. <laughs> it's like I job. always love that because everyone does the same. They're like, Am I supposed to say something? (laughs) Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.